This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great, Mark. Just great. You know, this week is our 14th anniversary on the air. Oh, happy anniversary, Mark. Happy anniversary, Deanne. <laughs> <laughs> Hope the, uh, Pete hears that, he'll be freaking out. <laughs> so we're excited to be here on our anniversary of 14 years on the radio. Good news in real estate. That so is you, longer than most marriages, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to ask us a question about residential mortgages, commercial real estate, residential real estate, give us a call. We always answer our phone. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're every week to answer your questions. Just keep you informed. We are the only real estate show in the market. Deanne said last week, we're number one. So you can listen to this (laughs) show and past shows at our webpage, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today? So coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We also have Mark's funny story. Yeah, I got an old one for you. Okay. We also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is going to be what today? Today it's going to be, is it a good time for me to buy? And Mark, I want to have a conversation, you and I, just with everything that's going in in the market um, and give some real live updates on this segment. That sounds good. All right. All right. So we also have our questions. Today is, what are the pros and cons of selling an empty house? The next question is, buyer backed out due to possible layoff or fear of not being able to afford the payments. What should I do? Let them out. That's a good one. The next one is, where should I hang my real estate license? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) <laughs> that is, if you just got your license, that's a good question. It is a good question. Yeah. And the next one is, what can we do about a seller's agent who didn't disclose a toxic mold condition in the house? Oh, that's that's a not good. 
That's not good. Mark, we also have our topic of the day, which is 20 home renovations that will hurt your home's value, part two. Right. I did most some of this last week. I remember. But first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. That's the third time I heard that today in that element. That's a scent. So. That's, that's a clue. Make a move. Expand. <laughs> do something. <laughs> All right. So nope. where are we at? So we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. Now, look, we last week, our local inventory in Philadelphia, just Philadelphia, not the counties, where there's over 600,000 houses, dropped a couple hundred. This week, we went from 4,900 to just over 5,000. So we went up a little bit. This thing just is like a pin, uh, ping pong ball. Up and down, up and down, but we need a lot of inventory. But anyway, the experts are warning home buyers of red flags beyond the climbing interest rates. Everybody's all freaked out about these interest rates. Over the past two years, housings nationwide were going like hotcakes. Sellers were receiving 10 offers, 8, 10 offers, and we were seeing it all the time around here. And sometimes even hundreds of thousand dollars over asking price on the big million dollar houses. And it was just getting crazy. Buyers were often waiving inspections. They're picking up sellers' closing costs and, you know, hoping of the securing that coveted single family home they've been trying to get. Like you had so many buyers that were, you know, lost eight or nine bids. Uh, Yeah, I still do. I mean, Uh, yeah, yeah. we still have a ton of people pre approved. Yeah, it's just this lack of inventory. So the current landscape hasn't changed due to the higher higher interest rates. Many parts of the country are still seeing the bidding wards, and home prices are not having a big decline. They're still going up slightly. Now, certain areas, they're going down a little bit where they were way overpriced, but most of our inventory within Metro, they're still increasing. So, you know, many buyers remain hungry for this piece of the American dream. Some experts are cautioning would-be home buyers. This is one of the things about jumping into a home buying pool without first doing all their homework. Listing prices are still high combined with the higher mortgage rates. People are going to be overpaying for some homes. But like you're saying, you know, you you date the rate, marry the, the home, right? Yep. Date the rate and marry the house. And marry I, the house. And marry the house. But, you know, the thing is, too, people just stopped for a little bit because they didn't want to pay 30, 40, 50,000 over asking. Right. But unfortunately, that's not in our area. It's not dropping like that. But anyway, but it's important to review their budget, make sure they're not getting in over their head. The present market, the average home buyer can expect to pay up to 25% more than they did in 21. I mean, that we're growing equity like wildfire. That's a lot. It's one thing. I know it is a lot. I remember in uh, early 2000s, my house was appreciating at like 21% a year. You know, it was crazy. It's one thing if you're buying a home to live in for a very long time, but most people live in their home for five to 10 years and then they resell it. So if you want to make sure you're going to make money, you got to be careful that you don't go in too high. So, you know, be careful for some of these red flags during the pandemic. A lot of people were (laughs) buying properties sight unseen. And they were skipping all the inspections and doing things like that, and especially with brand new housing developments. So, like, 
you know, you want to be a little cautious too, because it is the biggest investment in your life. But in reality, the market's in pretty good shape, even though the rates went up. So tell us about the rates. So the rates are up a little, Mark. But again, you know, I was I did a class the other, last week and I was talking about the rates. And people don't even realize, you know, that these aren't bad rates. And I know we keep saying it, but, you know, they don't know that they're not good rates. So your 30-year fixed rate is at 7.125%. You're looking at your 15-year at 6.35%. Your 30-year jumbo is around 6150 and you just have to be careful whether or not there's a point involved with that. But your 5-1 arm is at 6.45. And your 30-year FHA is at 6.625%. I figured we're going to hit 7% shortly. You know. We're there. But, uh, we're there. I, you know, this they keep raising these rates and it, inflation's going up. Gas went up $0.08 cents, uh, last night. So it's like it's not working. So they should stop it. Anyway, so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. Yeah, and I got one for you. I, I ran into a friend of mine that I sold a funeral power to a while back. And he reminded me of this joke. It's a blonde joke, but about a blonde undertaker. So this man who had just died delivered, the died was delivered to a local funeral home, and he was wearing this really expensive expertly tailored suit. I think I told this one to come out two years ago. And the blonde funeral director asked the deceased wife, how would she like the body dressed? And she pointed out that the man looked good in the black suit he was already wearing. And But the widow said, however, though, she always thought her husband looked best in blue and she wanted him in a blue suit. And she gave the blonde undertaker a blank check and she says, I don't care what it costs, but please have my husband in the best blue suit for the viewing. So she goes, all right. So she, the woman returns next day for the wake. And to her delight, she finds her husband dressed in this gorgeous blue suit with a real subtle chalk stripe and a suit fit him perfectly. And she said to the funeral director, whatever this costs, I am very satisfied. You did an excellent job. I am very grateful. How much did you spend? And to her astonishment, the undertaker said, uh, well, I, actually, there's no charge, she said. She goes, no, really, I must compensate you for the cost of that exquisite blue suit. She goes, honestly, ma'am, it costs nothing. You see, another deceased gentleman about your husband's size was brought in shortly after you left yesterday, and he was wearing this very attractive blue suit, and he asked the wife if she wouldn't mind if he went to the grave wearing a really nice black suit, and she said it made no difference to her as long as he looked nice. So I just switched the heads. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. If you have a funny story, please, please send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. Hey, that one always catches you off guard. <laughs> 
So now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic today is going to be a discussion on why you should buy now. (laughs) Did I get that right? Uh, You never let me down, Mark. You never let me down. I am a very consistent person. You are very consistent. (laughs) Now, what I wanted to talk about today is, you know, you mentioned earlier in the show that how... You know, I have all these people that are pre-approved and I do. I mean, it just keeps climbing and people want to find their dream home. And the problem is they're just not sure if it's the right time to buy right now. And even though we keep telling them, you know, it's a good idea to just marry the house and date the rate. We're not going to be in this situation forever, but they really need to look at the finances. And I was doing a couple pre-approvals last week where this really came to mind. So I had a scenario where they only wanted to spend um, $2,000 a month on their mortgage. And that was including their taxes, insurance, homeowner's insurance, everything, just one payment of $2,000. And I had them at $2,400 a month. And it was just because of the interest rate. And we, we had suggested, okay, let's just lower the house price that you're looking for. But unfortunately, in the area that they were looking, it just wasn't going to work. So my scenario was we took the $2,400, which let's just round it to $5,000. Okay. They have five. And the reason I'm saying that is it's two mortgage payments. So if I close their loan in November, there's no mortgage payment. Right. There's no por- there's no mortgage payment in November. There's no mortgage payment in December. Their first payment's going to be January 1st. So right. I'm taking that $5,000 where they normally would have made a payment, right? right? And we're putting that aside. So we're $400 out of their price range. So when you divide the $400 into the $5,000, that got me close to, let's say, 10 and a half months. In 10 and a half months, they can refinance into a lower rate and get into the payment that they want to be in. So they're not feeling the brunt of that full payment. Right. But what I had mentioned is you absolutely have to be dedicated and you have to make sure that that money is going into an account and you're not using it. Because you're going to pull every month from that account to make that mortgage payment. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, you're going to skip two mortgage payments. And again, you have to be dedicated to putting that money in an account and not spending it and help using it to offset the mortgage payment. This is a temporary situation. And, you know, at the end of that time, it's going to, your, the house value is going to increase. We see that already. You're going to have equity. Definitely. We can re- remove the um, the mortgage insurance. The rates are going to be lower, and it's going to be a win win for everyone. But if everybody sits on the on the sidelines, yeah, and and one of the most important things, one of the most important things about this whole thing you're talking about is because these people are lucky enough to be dealing with you, like some other mortgage Aww. person. They, you know, everything's vanilla. Right. No, but it's true. You know, everything's vanilla. That's like a lot of the real estate agents. They do the same thing all the time. They show houses and write deals. Show right. house, write deals. Show house, write deal. Like they're never doing commercial. They're never out of the yeah. box. You know, everything's vanilla. And like you're 
you know, using all your years of experience to figure out a way to split the baby and make this thing happen. Right. Where somebody else might just say, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. No. And, and, and you're screwed. right. And, and thank you for saying that. And, and the other scenario was, you know, because the rates have gone up, maybe somebody doesn't qualify and they were putting 20% down. Well, you know what? Let's put 15% down, pay off that high credit card that has a $400 a month payment. And, and now you can qualify. So, you know, there's always a way. Yeah. There's lots of little things they could right. do. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like even besides that, I mean, you could even buy more points, you know, there's things you could do, but at least you're, they got you and you're trying to be creative in this market, which you need to be creative in this market. Yeah. You, you know, this is not the, that's, I tell the uh, agent, any, any real estate agent that ever got a license after 2005 has never been in a market like this before. Agreed. And most of them are not that good at it. Agreed. Yeah, we just taught a big class last week and, you know, there's people that have been in the business for 15 years and, you know, they're getting discouraged and now is not the time to get discouraged. I am so fired up and pumped up to have the, the next 90 day run and really crush the end of the year because, you know, time is now and it's it's a temporary situation. Yeah, and, and every situation, that's the difference between a pessimist and an optimist. An optimist right. sees opportunity in every change. Like like my school, we, we struggled for a while, but I've been doing different things, and now we're getting back on track. Right. In fact, now other things, staying in the 20%, I'm seeing other things I can do to even grow again. Right. That's so, awesome. Yeah, you know, you're 100% that's right. That's that's how you got to think. And there's never been a five-year period over the past 25 years where we didn't have a refinance boom and everybody could take advantage of it. And the real estate market only crashed once in 73 years, and that was 2008. Yeah. So if you have- But you never hear- uh, But if you don't listen to our show, nobody would- You wouldn't know any of right. that. You're right. Because the media never gives details. Yep. And if you would All like right. more details, just reach out and give me a call. I'll help you be creative. 609-605-7153. All right. Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News from Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All right. Welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Dan? So, Mark, we are up to our question and answers. And our first question is, what are the pros and cons of selling an empty house? It's interesting. I got a listing right now that's empty. And it's being repainted and everything else and things touched up and It'll be really nice. Actually, a Curbio deal. And it's really cool the way right. Curbio works, our sponsor. And they come in, they give, a esti- give an estimate, and then they do all the work, and then you pay them at settlement, and you don't have to bother doing anything. It's great. But anyway, one you know of the problems what, with Mark, it is you know I'm going to have empty house. So like me, my personality, I'm a high D. I'm not a very detailed person. So if somebody walked in and said, well, where do you think you'd put the furniture? I wouldn't have a clue. (laughs) (laughs) I remember 
but they have apps for I that know, now. I know, but I remember I sold a guy uh, from the radio station a uh, million dollar condo down on the river. And me and him were in there, and he was just like me. Uh, and uh, he goes, where do you think you put the TV at? And I looked around. I said, I think we're at a wire sticking out of the wall. <laughs> 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 no, but the cons are sometimes people can't visualize everything. That's why they have their staging companies that will make it look homey. But, you know, right? I bought my house empty. I, you know, it's like – but that's me. Now, some high S that, you know – they really need help trying to visualize how they're going to set this thing up. They're the only cons. The one good thing about an empty house is, though, when the buyers come in, nobody's there. And, like, the sellers, you know, they don't have – sometimes they don't want to talk in front of the sellers, the buyers. And, oh, that's such crazy. That They're all a part of the myths. That's another one of the – like, the 20% down and all the other myths. I said when you show a house and the sellers are there, definitely talk to them. If you ask right. the answer, they're going to answer your questions. If you don't ask, the answer is no. But most agents walk yep. in, hand them a car and say, well, I'm going to take them on a tour, and that's it. And then they get done the tour, and they say, thank you very much. We'll let you know. I never do that. I always say, Mr. Seller, how you doing? Where are you going? Well, we don't know yet. We didn't buy a house. So uh, in this market, you should be out looking. And then, and then you know, you ask them about, I'll, I'll say stuff like, with this price, is there any room? I'm allowed to ask those kind of questions and they'll tell you. Yeah. And then. But you're also building a relationship. That's right. Too that's right. When they were like, oh, that couple came through with their little baby. I definitely want them to have. Right. House. And it's not like, always about money. And, and if right. they hit it off and, you know, and it's an investor versus a family and they want the family. That investor could be $20,000 higher and they go with the family because it's not about money. No, agree. And as long as you don't discriminate or do anything like that, right. you're allowed to do that. So, Mark, I would definitely want to know the people that are buying my house and I want to become friends with them because I'm still going to be coming over in the summer hanging out at my pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll be like beating you away. <laughs> Here she comes again. <laughs> I brought you another pie. <laughs> I can, All right, what's the I next one? I you that. All right, the next one. <laughs> the buyer backed out due to possible layoff, fear of not being able to afford the payments. What should I do? Should I let them out? Well, fear of not being, uh, fear of being laid off is not being laid off. So is it right. definitely happening? I mean, I'd have a conversation with them. Now, there are some people that are just going to be, mean and say no you're buying this house and nothing you know but like in this market finding another buyer is not a big deal and if they're going through some crisis and they're really the guy's losing his job or she's losing her big paying job that's going to ruin their life works for apple and doesn't want to go in and works for apple and doesn't <laughs> want to go in three days a week <laughs> and uh i yeah i'd let them out for sure you know i would too yeah but there's some people that won't you know, they're just, you know, they every, they think everything's about money. Everything in life is not about money. Correct. You do the right thing, things come back to For you. For sure. What's the next one? All right, one? the next question is, you're going to like this one. Where should I hang my real estate license? This is a good question because, you know, I'm not the only real estate school in the state. You know, there's like 60 schools. I don't, I don't know if how many Yeah, but you're the best one. We are a pretty good school. Thank you. But- a lot of people, they go through this course and they got their license. We give them, I coach them. Now, I don't 
It's against the law in Pennsylvania to tell a a pre-licensee that's going through your school where they should go. Like in Pennsylvania, you're not even supposed to wear real estate pins. You're not supposed to bring up real estate companies. You're spe- I, I, I used to tell my teachers that, you know, red, white, and blue, yellow, and black, you know, just because you're making examples about things. But like, it's very important where you go first. So I give them a list of questions to ask brokers and I give them like 20 questions. In fact, every once in a while, I get a broker call me up saying like, what the hell are you telling these kids? Because, <laughs> because they went in and I get them to interview the broker. You know, do you have trend? There are most brokers that run the real estate companies are expecting the guy, person to come in and say, what's the split and do you have training? And that's, that's basically what they're expecting. My people come in out of my school with a list of questions and I tell them to interview them. Like, listen, I just got my license. I have my database together. I have scripts. I'm planning to call five to 10 people a day down the road. I'm thinking about hiring an assistant. Can you help me with that? And if they say yes, you're in the right place. You keep going. If they say, no, I don't do that. Nice meeting you out the door you go. And then down the road later, I'm thinking about building a team. Can you help me do that? And if they say no teams in my office, it was nice meeting you. You know, you, that's the way you interview because don't start like I started. I, my first one, he shook my hand and said, good luck. Go get him." I was like, go ahead. He gave you a phone book, right? Gave you the phone book. Yeah. It was, it was really bad way to start. So, yeah, it's an important decision, that first one. And don't hang your license on Walnut Street because it's Walnut Street. Unless your database and you got friends that all live down there, how are you going to sell? Who do you know down there? You know? But, That's another one, a big myth. But when you go to interview the brokers, Mark, I mean, this is the person you're going into business with. So you want right. to have a good relationship. You want to actually like them. They want to be accessible and you want to be able to have an open conversation because, you know, that can make or break your first couple years in the business. Your first year is a really important year. The first dropout rate for newbies is 25% because they join some big company, especially if they join something in center city and live in the Northeast, are they going to drive to the office every day for training and pay 25 bucks to park? Probably not. Right. And then they end up sitting at home. They're not sure what they do. That's why in my school, every class gets a uh, coaching session called zero to 20 million in production. So they know what they got to do before they even get there. And right. they have somewhat of a roadmap. Right. Yep. It's very important. What's the last one? All right. The last question is, what can we do about a seller, seller's agent who didn't disclose a toxic mold condition in the house? Well, it's seller and seller's agent. Now, the seller should fill out the seller's disclosure. Now, smart agents. Not the agent. Yeah, right. Uh, you should never put your pen to that thing at all. Because, and, and a lot of agents do. Uh, you know, it's like they'll help them fill that out. You should not, t- you should say, listen, I know you're not a contractor. Just answer this thing to the, to best, the best of your, of your knowledge. knowledge. Right. And, you know, and and sometimes they screw up. You know, they'll say, oh, yeah, we had a leak in the bathroom. Yeah, like 10 years ago by the skylight and they got it fixed, but they didn't put that in there. And, you know, right. but it's better just to be honest and you answer them the best as you can. And if you're a landlord and you're not really living it, like I'm selling one right now that it was for another family member she had bought and it's at sitting empty. So she really doesn't know. Now, if you're an investor and you just rehab the house, you know. 
I think, inv- and they always cross it out like they don't know because they didn't live there. Yeah, but you just redid the whole house. So you know, be honest. Right. But basically, if if they find something like toxic mold, first of all, most people don't even know the difference between toxic mold and regular mold. Every house has mold. I don't care what house. Brand new houses have mold. Mold is in every house. Black mold okay. is a different ball game. That's dangerous. But right. so anyway, there were some good questions. All right. There were some good questions. And Mark, coming up next is going to be our topic of the day. 20 home renovations that will hurt your home's value, part two. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. Hey, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is 20 home renovations that will hurt your home's value, part two. Right. I started talking about this last week, so I'll try to run through it quick today. So, a lot of people will do things that they think they're going to get a big return on when they sell, and it's a mistake. Like last week, I mentioned lavish, going crazy with lighting fixtures, maybe going crazy with some really expensive chandelier that somebody else might not like, and that's a matter of taste. Maybe I talked about too much wallpaper, some crazy patterns, like my drummer owns a a painting and wallpaper company, and he goes, some of the patterns people pick out. He showed me this one with palm trees. It was like too busy. (laughs) So you got to be careful. (laughs) Textured walls and ceilings. We talked about stucco and popcorn ceilings last week. Weird tilings. Like they make it look like, uh, uh, what's the sandwich place? The old nifty fifties, you know, like, you know, everybody has taste and tiles, something like a little harder to remove too much carpeting. Uh, a lot of people like the hardwood floors now, right. And, and then we talked about crazy colors i remember i sold a couple of houses that were bizarre like i don't know why they they had this african theme but it was like every room was like one wall was purple and one was yellow and it was like crazy <laughs> he was funny too he was one of my clients uh sometimes an extremely high-end kitchen too you did a little too much you thought you were bobby flay and uh you know the next clients were like they didn't need all that and I talked about a luxury bathroom. You know, sometimes people go crazy with the uh, the whirlpool tubs and all this, and you know, hard to clean people to deal with. They don't want that, you know. So you got to be careful. I talked about all of them. Then I I don't know if we got into home convert home office conversion, which was a big deal last year. And I know in your business, a lot of people did equity lines to change a room into a home office because of all the remote working from home. Luckily, when this all happened, I had an office. But like some people converted garages, took loans, converted a garage into into a uh, office, which could be a good thing or could be a bad thing for the next prospective buyer. Because maybe you know they didn't they turned it into a bedroom or an office, and the next buyer really wanted a garage because he was a boat guy or whatever. Combine here's a bad one: combining a two bedrooms to create a big one. 
when I had a, I had a three house bedroom house one at one time, and I actually thought about doing this, but then I realized this is a bad move because now you got a two bedroom house and two bedrooms. I never bought a two bedroom as an investment because they're harder to sell. That's a smaller market. Like that's somebody's just starting out or somebody downsizing. And then you have a kid and you got a problem. So it's like, it just takes so much value off of the house. So each a bedroom can add about 15 to 20% the value of a home. It's according to who's doing the appraisal. So if you knock down a wall, you know, you might, you might have this luxurious master bedroom, but you only got one other bedroom. And that can be a problem when you go to sell. Uh, you could do something smart and make the walls that you could take it down again. But uh, removing closets. Uh, people sometimes do this. Like I got a giant walk-in closet up in my bedroom. And I was thinking about it because it'll make the room so much bigger. But then where I hang all the suits. <laughs> so walk-in, you know, that walk-in closet People need closets, they'll walk in and count the number of closets per room. So if you don't have any closets, that's a problem. Sunroom addition, like I have a Florida room, and uh, so I guess that's what a sunroom is. And that can add value or take away. It's according to how they're going to be used. But an addition exceeding 75000 or just over the value to the house, it could add you might spend seventy five, and it adds thirty five thousand to the value of the house. So you might not recoup at all. Building aquariums, I had one of these problems. I had a ninety gallon fish tank in a wall one time, and uh, you know, and then you're selling it, and the next buyer that's coming in, do they want a ninety gallon fish tank in the wall? Maybe, maybe not. I didn't have to worry about that because my fish broke the damn tank, and uh, so I did take it out. <laughs> the building, I I had a snakehead and. I never knew they break tanks, but I had 90 gallons of water flew across the f- living room floor while I was on the phone one day. God. Building high-end electronics. Like some people are really into that kind of stuff. Other people are not. So you got to be careful. Swimming pools are a really good example. You know, something like you. You love your pool with your house. And I've never had a house with a pool. But some people, you know, they think about with, with little kids, liability issues, Stuff like that. My neighbor, I have a neighbor that has a pool, and she sometimes says, I wish I didn't because everybody comes over here every week. <laughs> <laughs> hot tubs, adding a hot tub out there just because you like to sit out there in the winter and hot water, which I just don't get. <laughs> but <laughs> some people do. That's not going to uh, add that much value to your home because you're somebody's going to have to either get rid of it or I don't know if I'd want somebody else's hot tub, to be honest with you. Garage to a gym. You know, you you turn it into a gym and you get somebody like you that goes to the gym every day. Maybe. But but just because you made a really elaborate gym, I don't know if you're going to recoup that cost. Maybe if you made it in another bedroom, might be something. But And then wrongs. I got a couple more real quick ones. Wrong landscaping investments. You know, maybe you do something crazy, uh, went over to over the line a little bit, and you're not going to recoup all that stuff. You know, and then trees. Sometimes people go crazy, make mistakes with trees, and then people come in and remove them. And then do your doing repairs by yourself. There, there, that can be a big deal. A lot. Some people do this. They try to do a bunch of touch up stuff by themselves. That's not who they're. They, they are. They're not painters. They're not plumbers. They're not carpenters, and that stuff's going to stick out. 
You know, if you're going to do stuff like that, hire people because stay in your lane. That's like biz, small business people that do their own taxes or don't have a bookkeeper. I mean, unless you're an accountant, why would you ever do taxes? So the whole bottom line with that whole thing is you got to be careful and, and answer, get an agent, have somebody call, come in. They don't, they'll, they'll do it for free and ask you what they think you should do or before you sell or doing this, will this add value to my house down the road? Most agents, if you call me, I come to your house and give you advice and, and tell you before you went and spent, took a loan for 80 grand and did something crazy. And some people do some crazy stuff. I've been in some weird houses. You're right. All right, Dan, that's all I got time for. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> so we <laughs> can now. move on. All right. All right. Very good. So, Mark, coming up next is our business segment with Asking Dr. A, and we are prioritizing the S and the C's. Right. How are you, Dr. Abelson? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing in Philadelphia where the Phillies are just burning up the place? I'm telling you, the oh, Phillies are so going to. We are in. And it. the Eagles. Yep. And, and the Union, Philadelphia Union. First place, we got three teams in the playoffs. Cool. It was going to look like it's going to be good seasons. So anyway, cool. we ended. We did this thing last week, and we did the D and the I, prioritizing by the D, the D, the D-I-S-C. And today, we're going into the S and C. So let's go do it now. Cool. Let's look at the S's, who are, it stands for steadiness. Uh, and, and what Steady, happens? stable. Yes. And what happens with, with the S's is that they really do it two different ways. One of them is if you give them an opportunity to prioritize, they're typically really good at it. The, the, the thing that's frustrating for D's and I's is, is that they don't like to be doing more than a couple of things at the same time, but they will prioritize them. They will stick with them. They will get them done. They'll be programmatic. The other aspect is that, and this is what I recommend when they have a, a D that they're working with, is that the D and then need to sit down and prioritize together. And it's in the S's best interest to remind the D all the stuff that the D has already put on their plate and include that within the prioritization, not just to prioritize new stuff. So that way what happens is the D remembers now all the different things that they've asked the S to do, right? But when you have an S who works by themselves. Oh, you, and and oh, you know what? And in my, in my personal situation, I won't even remember what I told the S to do. What I do to now, most of the time, I tell them we have a general conversation, and then I get out of the damn way that, and don't micromanage, that and, is and the everything best thing, gets but, done. But when you're doing it, make sure that they don't have too many different priorities they have to work on at the same time, number one, and number two. Right. When you change your mind, tell the yes that you changed your mind so they can stop working on that issue because yeah. they only like to work on maybe two or three things at the same time. So if you take one of them away because you said, I've changed your mind, I don't want to do it anymore, and they're just about done, it's very frustrating for them. And right. they don't like change. No, they don't. All like right, change, tell us so about Let's tell us the, about the, the C. The C is really important because the C's love to make lists. They spend so much time making lists that frequently they don't have enough time to get things done because there's so many different right. things on the list, and and it's really really high quality. So for the C, what they need to do is when they're prioritized, they need to think about what do I really have to get done. What's really important for me to do and just let the other stuff go instead of making lists that have 30 or 40 items on them because you're never going to get to them anyhow. Just look at the first five or 10 and prioritize them and work on them and to the extent possible, delegate the other stuff to other people. Just like I always recommend with whether you're a DIS or C, work on the stuff that you're really good at 
and delegate the other stuff to other people who are really good at those types of things that you're not so good at. And they can get bogged down because they want to complete every task. And especially like in real estate, it's hard. You don't ever complete every task because new tasks keep coming every all the time. And if and And if they're too high of a C, it frustrates them. Right, and they, they, they have this desire for perfect. So right. what ha- happens typically or frequently is they sacrifice the good for the perfect, right. perfect that they never get to. That's a really important point with them. Their biggest fear is making a mistake. Right. You know? Exactly. And so, like, they like long explanations, and and I used to really tick them off by going, I, I get a, I had it too, an aging couple one time that used to send me these really long emails, and then I would just write back, yes or no. <laughs> and that used to really bug them. Absolutely. All right, tell everybody how to get a hold of you, doctor. It's real easy. It's just www.abelson.net or succeed at abelson.net or 888-ABELSON. It just has to have Abelson spelled the right way and you'll get to it. Thank you, Dr. A. All right, so think about a topic for next week. I already have it set. All right, very good. All right. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at dnkatsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. A special thanks for all of our listeners for tuning in. This week will be the anniversary of our 14th year on the radio. And we want to thank all of our sponsors for keeping us, especially Philadelphia Federal Credit Union that's been with us from the beginning. And you can listen to this show and and our auto show, past shows at goodnewsandrealestate.com. Tune in every Saturday at 1 o'clock. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio, 1210 WPHT. All All positive all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.